Welcome to the Tradies Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. All right, joining me today at the Tradies Business Show is a bloke that uh, I've I've appeared on his Instagram feed live, which was pretty exciting. I've never done that before, so this man helped me pop my Instagram live, Cherry. Um, and I'm, well, I haven't really helped him pop his podcasting, Cherry, but he's he's jumped into the world of podcasting. He's a tradie, he's a builder, uh, he's a hell of a good bloke, and he looks pretty good too. I've got I've got the video up here. He's a very attractive man wearing a, a t-shirt and a jacket. I just can't pull that off, hey? So, uh, welcome to the show, Daniel Simone. Was thanks for having me. <laughs> Pleasure, mate. Definitely, definitely good to be on. Yeah, yeah. I'm very excited about this, and uh, yes, uh, we had you on the live Instagram. <laughs> that was very good. So, very excited about today to be on the show, so thank you for having me. Pleasure, mate. Pleasure. Now, I can see you sitting in a very good-looking boardroom uh, what looks like in your building business, mate. I'm guessing this isn't your lounge room with pictures of houses on the walls and whiteboards and stuff everywhere. Definitely not. This is the office. That's actually the the home that we built together with my wife, our first home together. She bought it as a gift for me. Oh, nice. So that's the home sitting uh, behind me over there. So um, that was one of the gifts. I think it would have been for a birthday, maybe. Cool, man. I hope she's not going to listen to this. I don't That's... know which present it was for, but it was definitely a present for something. So, yeah. She's going to hold you to that, mate. Um, cool. So, now, are you a Dan or a Daniel? Oh, you know what? Not really bothered, really. Um, most of the time it's Daniel. I don't really get Dan that much, really. So, pretty much Daniel, yeah. Yeah, okay. Cool, cool. But I'm right. easy. I'm easy. So. You, uh, you Sydney side is probably a bit more formal than us Queenslanders, mate. Yeah, possibly. Possibly could be, yeah. <laughs> so tell us a bit about uh, your business, Daniel. I mean, you're a builder, um, but uh, you're certainly not what I would consider to be the typical builder. I mean, I've, I've been following your social media feeds, particularly Instagram. You look like a bit of a power user on the good old Insta, mate. Um, yeah, I love a good Insta, good Instagram story, good Instagram snap. It's uh, But you know what? The, the reason is it's a way for me to show a different side, you know, and that's kind of what it is with, with the things like the Instagram, with things like the social media, you know, you can show the different side. You want to see the real people, you know, so that's why I love it. It's cool, good. Mate. Cool. So tell us about Simone Holmes. What's, what's the go, man? How long you been doing this? How'd you get into it? You know, were you seven when you started swinging a hammer? Like, what's the story? I mean, so yeah, I mean, my dad was a carpenter. So we're carpenters by background trade and, you know, we used to sit at home waiting for my dad to come home. We used to wear his boots around the house. So all of that sort of stuff we used to come home and uh, we used to run outside and, and, and you know, um, chase after him, run up to him, sorry, run up to him when he came home from work. It was, it was just, you know, it was cool. Like when you're a kid, you sit in your dad's front seat of your truck and it was like, man, this is cool. Like when I grow up, I want to do this, put the nail bag on. And, you know, so we grew up. On that sort of stuff. Whenever we had a chance, we went to work with my dad on site. And then it just sort of evolved from there. I mean, to tell you something, I'm not sure. Actually, a lot of people don't know this about me. A lot of my uh, older friends and family would do. But I actually followed – actually, I think we may have spoken about this before. I followed in my mother's footsteps right out of school. So my mother was a hairdresser. So for the first five months out of uh, school, I was done hairdressing for five months. Um, and I think that was on the back of just not really wanting to go – back to school and um, 
you know, carpentry was hard work. And I was like, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> and then I uh, quickly realized that uh, working with a bunch of women in a, in a small confined space wasn't, uh, wasn't really for me. And I wanted to, to do more. So um, then I just pretty much started with my old man and um, done my apprenticeship from there. And then, you know, we evolved from there. I mean, you know, a lot of people say, you know, might think that being the boss's son is easy. And I'm not sure if you've seen one of my Instagram posts a couple of posts ago where I spoke about, uh, I'll just give a brief wrap of the story now. Um, you know, normally if you make a mistake and as a younger apprentice, you know, you would get to fix it up. Wouldn't be an issue. You'd go back, you know, during sort of work hours and fix up the problem. But I think I may have been a third or a fourth year apprentice and I, I um, don't know exactly what it was, but it had to do with the roof. And I'm pretty sure I um, done the wrong setback or something or done something wrong with a hip, something like that in relation to a roof. So I thought, all right, fair enough, no problems. I'd go fix it up uh, during work hours, but that wasn't the case. I'd actually, my old man made me go back in my own time. And it happened to be, I think, a Friday afternoon. Yep. And I don't know if I got there around the three, four o'clock mark, but after work, and um, I think it was around this time of the year because I remember it got dark pretty quickly. So um, before I knew it, it was dark. And um, let's just say it backed onto a park and the area wasn't the best area. So I had kids throwing rocks at me and stuff like that. Um, but I definitely didn't make that mistake again. So <laughs> that was, you know, I was definitely not, didn't get away with the easy stuff being the young apprentice of the boss's sort of son. So, um, and then, yeah, so we evolved from there and, um, you know, I really wanted more. I believe we had more. My old man went overseas and, and, you know, he was very hard for him to let me have total control, but he went overseas for three months. So he kind of almost had no choice. Um, and then from there, we just, I just ran with it. We went from maybe five or six blokes to 13 blokes in about a year or so. Double the work, double that. And we were really cranking at that time. I was running managing the whole thing. I have one brother on another set of, on a team. My other brother managed the other team. Um, my third youngest brother, he was the floater. He was still in school at the time, but sort of there coming in and out. But it got to the point where, you know, carpentry was just like, what's next? You know, mm. do we do the third team of blokes? Like, mm. you know, what what's sort of next? And I just felt like, you know, with the trade, it was just like, it's always going to be just, just, just enough, just a good wage. It was never going to be something that I could impact people's lives. It was never something that I was going to take, you know. So I knew I wanted more. So we explored building and what to do. My dad had building companies before, always built, you know, done private building. All that stuff was always on the side, always there. So we looked into sort of franchising. We looked into all this sort of stuff. But ultimately, like, we had our name. And so we decided to go all in on that and um, started the journey of that. And that's... That's the story of starting. So yep. And after starting, yep. is another story again. So, yeah, <laughs> the story of starting. <laughs> so I want to ask you a question, and I haven't really done this on the show before, mate, so I'm going to test this out on you. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the whole thing of, uh, you know, you've either got to be really big or stay small? In relation to the size of the company? Yeah. I mean, so you're saying what do I feel about staying small or being big? Well, let, let me let me unpack this a little bit more. So yeah. something that yeah. I've heard a lot over the years, and I've been working with business people for, for 15 plus years, is there's a belief out there that you've either got to just stay small, like, you know, you and one bloke, or yeah. 
you got to go really big, like 25 guys and five or $10 million turnover. There's no in-between ground. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that, mate? Are we allowed to swear on this show? You can say whatever you need to say, Daniel. <laughs> I think it's a bit of bullshit. I think it's a bit of um, you know, excuses from people. You know, I think it's the small guys and the guys that are a little bit um, one or two guys um, potentially could be slightly lazy that they don't want to get to that or they feel scared and intimidated by that. And, you know, the other guys, you know, in the middle saying the same sort of stuff. So I don't believe in that. I believe you can make work whatever you want to make work. Whatever you set your mind to, whatever you're passionate about, you will make work. So whether you want to be that guy with the one or two guys looking at those guys saying, oh, you know, um, they're big, they're this, they're that. You can only make money at this. You can, because I, I come across those guys all the time as well too. You know, saying, "Oh, I was at ten or fifteen blokes," and you know what I said, "Stuff it. It's no good. Bottom line's going no good. I just scaled it all back. I'm working harder now, but I'm making more money." I'm like, "Well, you're always going to have those people, but it's what do you want? What what do you, what do you, you know? What do you want out of your life? What are you passionate about?" Yes, okay, the bottom dollar is going to be all this, but you know, if you if you live a life around impact and you know changing people's lives then you know that's going to come so for me i would like to get larger i want to get bigger because i'm going to have more of a reach i'm going to be able to impact more people's lives so i believe that's i don't know if it's a quote-unquote excuse for them to justify where they are or where they're not so that's how i see that whole sort of scheme Yep. So I got a I got a follow up question to that, mate, and I suspect yeah. there'll be some more bluntisms in today's episode. Uh, what are some of the keys to actually making it work in that middle ground where a lot of people fear ending up? You know, they've got five or six people or whatever the middle ground is for their trade. What are some of the keys to to still making it work in that space? I think you got to understand your why. I think that's kind of a big part of things, you know what I mean? Like if you don't understand your why, if you don't understand what you're doing, what you're doing, your passion, then everything else is going to, you know, that's the higher level sort of stuff. Then we've got the technical side of things, you know what I mean? So that's kind of really going to come down to where you are in your business and what you kind of want. So when you're in that middle sort of ground and, you you know, are you just sort of playing to stay where you are? Are you sort of just happy potting along? Is that what you're playing for? Or are you playing for goals to increase? Or are you playing your goals to to decrease? So I think it kind of comes down to where you want to be, you know? Mm. That's going to really determine on how you sort of you know, stay where you are. Yeah, yeah. So, mate, what's what's your why? So we actually the, you think about it, something I think about and get asked quite a lot. I mean, in the beginning, in the early, early stages was, you know, was growing up wanting to be like my father, wanting to sort of follow in his sort of footsteps. But I quickly, you know, got into business and learned a lot more about business side than the building side and realized that the general public were highly uneducated on all things home building. Now, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, like processes, who to choose, blocks, landing, positions, colors, like designs. Like there's so much stuff to go into it. And I quickly realized that, you know, there wasn't a lot of information out there, which is why I started my YouTube channel probably over about two and a half years ago now. And now my real passion is educating, is educating, you know, the public on all things home building. So that's sort of, you know, grown my why now. And my why is sort of, you know, helping people find their happy place. So the happy place being their home. So how can I impact and help people find their homes? How can I make their journey 
and their process as simple as possible. That's the work side of things. I mean, and now with the the family side of things, you know, I've got two small children now, my wife, so I want to definitely have a, a you know impact their lives and making sure that, like I did with my father, they have someone to look up for. I can provide for them, you know, and um, you know, also too. Now I try to live a life, and this has only evolved over the past six to twelve months, as in when you do a lot of looking at yourself, as in, you know, you really want to, I really want to impact people's lives. I want to make sure that all my interactions with people, they leave the conversation with Daniel Simone and said, wow, like he helped me or he impacted me or something. I added value to their life in some way, shape, or form. And and just go back to a story that my um, uncle, we lost my uncle about uh, seven or eight years ago. We were only about eight years apart in age. We're quite, he was quite young, my mum's youngest brother. So we lost him, had a brain tumour. And I remember at his funeral, we had the church absolutely packed. Like we had, you know, it was over probably 2,500 people. This, this, It was huge. And I was like in awe of someone that young could leave a legacy like that to, to attract so many people um, to his funeral. And I know like Gary V talks a lot about this as well too, but that's the earliest version where I sort of felt that sort of stuff. And and now as I've gone through my journey, I look at that, I'm like, wow, like how can I be that type of person? How can I be that person that when it gets to that point in my life that so many people wanted to, to say that they knew me or that I impacted their life? So that's that's that. So, and thank you for sharing that, mate. No worries. Have there been times uh, where maybe you've questioned uh, the path that you're on and if, if it is, in fact, aligned with all of those things you've just talked about? Yeah, all the time. I suffered a lot of, uh, like, you know, anxiety late last, early last, probably over a year and a bit now around all this sort of stuff, around business, around, you know, it, it's so strange, like, because you've got to think, we go from... Most tradies go from, well, we're all tradies first. We're all good at what we do. That's what we do. That's, that's what I was. I was a freaking, you know, I'll say it right now. I was a gun chippy. You know what I mean? Like, I, knew <laughs> shit, I pumped it. I was up on the roof. Trust us, I was doing it all. It was awesome. You know what I mean? Give myself some, uh, but then you come into this other world and it's it's nothing like that. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm constantly thinking about, like, why am I doing this? Like, you know, would it just be easier to go back to being on the tools? You know what I mean? In the early stages, you'd probably think, man, I'd probably make four times as much if I just went back to the tools. But that's where you're going to – like that's all you're ever going to do. You know, I'm going to go back to the tools. Yeah, I could probably grab whatever I could grab. Easy, sweet. I'll be a gun. I'll work by 10 hours a day, put my 500 bucks a day, whatever it is. Like I could go do that. It would be much easier at the time when you're making little to probably no money when you're in an early stage business. And then you start to really think, is it is it really sort of worth it? But when you hear the stories, like, you know, uh, more and more now, I hear people, you know, um, even just the other the other night, actually, two nights ago, I we were at a, a function, a chamber function, at 150 people, and I sat on the table with this lady, and she told me that I'd done a presentation at this event probably about a year and a half ago and the topics were how to choose the right builder and she heard that she went back to her builder with my book with my information and asked him all the questions which helped you know her get a bit of an understanding of of that builder and she said like that was amazing 
um, what your information helped me. She goes, the builder wasn't the best, but story for another day. But I continuously hearing people tell me that, you know, your video helped me understand this process and made this easier, you know. So, um, yeah, it definitely was definitely hard in the beginning, definitely always second-guessed it. But as it goes on, time goes on, it does get easier. So, yeah, more and more now I know that I'm on the right path. And you know what I think it is? It, you, you have to choose and make a decision and, and, and stick with it. You have to – you can't just after one month, two months – think, oh, this is not for me. It, it does, as time goes on, then, you know, it, you understand it a lot more. So, what What is it that you look for to give you guidance that, you know what, yeah, I am on the right path? Like, are there things that you, th- you get those little signs or, you know, whether it's something as, as practical as the stuff that I talk about with financials or fulfillment or customer schools or whatever, or is there something else? Like, what, what guides you in staying that path, mate? Yeah, I think it's a combination of, of both. I mean, when you look at the business side of things and then, you know, in the business side of things, if you're looking at tracking, story for another day, but if you're tracking stuff and you're looking at, you know, your financials numbers and you start to go from the minus to less of a minus to even to the pluses to the profits, like you start seeing that sort of stuff, that's like, okay, you know, yep. things look good. You know, and you yep. start looking at your your um, – how many uh, people that are, you know, replying back to you saying, you know, this sort of stuff, you helped me, you know, so that increases and that that's the stuff that little things here and there, you know, you get the email, you get the comment, you get the, 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 the message on Facebook or the message on Instagram saying thank you or this helped me or, you know, the comment on, on YouTube, you know, the com- more and more comments. So those sort of things or the combination, you know, so they come in dribs and drabs in the beginning but then they start building along. You know, I got a phone call literally today from another builder friend of, friend of mine who, you know, I help him out a little bit here and there. And, he, and, you know, I do a lot of um people that I don't know on my Instagram. I talk about I go to the gym. I wake up extremely early. And I motivated him over the past three months. And now he's finally getting up at 5 a.m. Now, I get up earlier than 5 a.m., but he's now gone from 7.30 a.m. to get up at 5.30 a.m. And he's just now said to me, he goes, man, I finished my whole day at 9.30. He goes, I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> You know, so getting those phone calls, so all those yeah. little things along the way add up to like, yeah, this is right. You know what I mean? Just those little things keep going, keep doing every day, something little, something little, something little. So You have to, well, yeah. my opinion, you have to look for those things though. Like you've got to want to see proof that you are on the right path because it's, I think it's too easy for us to convince ourselves that what we're doing is wrong <clears throat> and because it's hard work, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a slog. Uh, yeah. and I, I, you know, I'm not the only one that says this about success in business or life or relationships or whatever. It's like, it's, it's bloody hard work and it's a marathon, you know? Uh, yeah. and you said it earlier, it's like, you know, you don't do this for three months, um, and expect to start knocking it out of the park. Like you, you got to be prepared yeah. to put in the hard yards, but yeah, right. you know, I think, I think too many people convince themselves that, oh, it's taking too long. It's like compared to what? You know, mm-hmm. how long are you prepared to put in to get the sort of amazing business and rewards and everything that are at the end of 10 or 15 years of work? And that's exactly right. And, and in the beginning, when I started doing my videos and started doing everything, I wanted to quit because I wasn't getting traction. But then I kept telling myself, well, who gives me the right? I, I started it thinking that I wanted to, this is something I wanted to see myself doing for 
a long time for even I can't see myself ending it. But then I'm quitting because I'm not getting the traction because I'm getting 10 or 20 views, not, you know, 1,000 or 2,000, yeah. you know? So yeah. it, it definitely, definitely, yeah. Yeah. And, I mate, I'm the same with the podcast. I mean, I went missing for three or four months uh, just with a bit of change and, and uh, changing uh, the hosts. But, uh, you know, I'm glad I kept going, mate, because it meant I got to talk to you. Yeah, exactly right. And now look at it. You're a, the 100 and plus or high hundred somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm about to release 193. So we're uh, I'm sort of three episodes in the bank at the moment. Um, well, so, so, yeah, mate, I, I don't think you'll be number 200. I'll, I'll save it for someone really special for 200. I might just talk to myself. Yeah, do that. <laughs> do that. Talk to yourself. Be some boring like shit talk about, uh, you know, my journey. But, mate, uh, I do want to talk about, we've, we've mentioned social media and your Instagram and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And it's, look, it's not entirely unique, but I do see that you are very active. And I'm keen for you to... You know, if you're willing to share how that's impacted the business, even you personally, um, your customer base, and just what part that's played. Because I, I have to say, most of the tradies I talk to about um, social media use and especially getting them on video in front of the camera, they're like, absolutely no freaking way was. It, it ain't yeah. going to happen. So tell us a bit about it, mate. How's it work for you? I mean... Even going back to when I all, all started, um, I, I was exactly the same. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, no way, no way. But then I quickly realized that why was I thinking like that? I, I thought, hang on a minute, why aren't I doing this? Like, why no way? Why no way? And when you really think about it, it all comes down to because you think or worry about what people think. What are your, what are people going to say? So I'll just give you a few examples um, when I first started my YouTube and my Facebook videos, I got a lot of views, but I got so much grief from friends, family, from, you know, laughing, who are you, what's going on, you're this serious guy in front of a camera now, um, you know, who do you think you are, rah, 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 and like, I doubted myself, I'm like, man, maybe this is not for me, but I just knew in my gut that it was right, you know what I mean, I knew in my gut that I just, you know, so that was the hard times and, and, you know, I'm glad I got through that now because now they're like, they're almost envying me because I stuck it out. But, you know, I think you, you just got to, you got to start, you know what I mean? You got to not worry about what people think and, and you got to, you got to give it a crack. So my sort of little bit of advice would just be, you know, don't overthink it. Just, just be real. I think what I did in the, in the beginning was I was trying to put a persona on for the camera. That was one of my biggest things was my first four episodes on YouTube. They're still on there. You can go back and watch them now. I was stiff. I was – I actually, to tell you the truth, I was reading. I was reading. <laughs> I pre-scripted the whole thing. It took me probably about three hours to shoot a four-minute video. Um, now I, I, it's totally different. I, I literally had it in, you know, printed in like font 74 or whatever it is, four letters to a page, had it behind the thing. I knew what I was talking about, but I just didn't know. I thought they wanted to see someone proper. I thought you had to be this sort of perfect. I thought, you know, all I was trying to do was trying to understand who they wanted to, to see or who they thought and they needed me to be and try and be that person. So that was the one of the biggest mistakes is I wasn't real and I wasn't true to myself. And now on the flip side, I'm just, it, it's real. Like, you know, you're no different to anybody. You, you, you know, 
People have problems. They have kids. They have family. You are on site. You do wake up. You do go to sleep. You may forget things. People are real. And that's what people want more and more these these days, which is why now I'm just trying to show people realness. You know, I want to be the same person when I wake up, when I'm with my family, when I'm with my kids, when I'm talking to you now, when I'm at work, when I'm with clients, when I'm with trades. I just want to be the same person all the way through, not have to think about, okay, now I'm with a client. Do I have to be the quote unquote professional Daniel? You know what I mean? I want to be able to be the same person. So social media is, is you know, it, it's it's now where we're at. I mean, if you're not on social media, you pretty much just, you know, you're doing nothing but harm to yourself. There's so many people on there. Um, and that's pretty much, I can guarantee you, if someone's researching to, to sort of um, start working with you, they're going to jump on social media. They're going to look at Instagram. They're going to look at Facebook. They're going to look at maybe not Snapchat, maybe things like Twitter. They may look at LinkedIn. They may check your website out. Now, if, if they keep looking and looking and looking and they can't find these types of things, they're going to start questioning. Or they're probably going to be like, no, nah, I don't know, something doesn't feel right, and not even look twice at you. So for me, um, you know, you really got to make sure that you have that social imprint and you really got to make sure the message you're putting out is real. Um, and even just now, I've just made a slight change in my Instagram approach over the past uh, two weeks, and I will share it with everybody. And, and I actually got this from another podcast that I listen to um, called the NFCEO Project, a, a guy from the States. He's got a a, a um, protein company. And I was listening to that, and, and, you know, one of the biggest things on Instagram is what we meet my audience. How do I connect more with my audience? So I want to be impactful. I want to be able to share a story. And my whole life's about being an impact. I want to impact. But I never thought in a way to do it through social media via Instagram. So I'm talking about more Instagram and maybe Facebook as well here too. So now I've said to myself, I'm not posting a post on Instagram without being able to tell a story to give the audience more insight into who Daniel Simone is. Take them back to my childhood. You know, take them back to the early days of, of the business. Take them back to when I first started. Or have an impactful message that could potentially save you know, or potentially help them. So that's been the last two weeks. So if you want to go back over to Instagram, guys, dansim412, that's D-A-N-S-I-M 412. Head over there, check it out. If you are coming from the podcast, leave me a comment to let me know you're listening and you came there, so I'll give you a special shout out. But just quickly on that too, I done a message about uh, three weeks ago about um, you've survived 100% of your worst days. <laughs> and I wrote a little bit of a paragraph about that. And that really message really resonated with me. And I got a private message on Instagram saying from someone, your Instagram post made my day. I have had such a hard time over the past couple of weeks. And when I read that, it completely resonated with me. Thank you very much for your post. You know, so that's, that's the stuff that can happen, you know. It doesn't happen overnight, but it takes time. Yep, won't happen overnight, but it will happen. So yes. uh, anybody older than forty will remember that ad, uh, <laughs> not me, by the way. which is not you, <laughs> mate. Uh, do you ever, do you ever question whether it's worth the time and effort? Because you 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 must put a bit of time and effort into your YouTube and your Instagram and and your social posting. Yeah, you know what I do, I do question. But like I'm at the point now where I just my feelings are that it's right 
so I don't know why it's right. I don't know if it's right. I just I just feel that it's it's right. So I'm at the point now where I don't question. Um, I just really just act. I just get to the point of action because if I if I get spend too much time questioning, then I won't do something. And the the more I won't do something, the more I'm subconsciously going to tell myself reasons not to do it. Why is it bad? It's no good for this reason. So. Yeah. Yep. You know, I've gotten to a point now where I essentially, you know, I don't know if you want to call it train yourself, but I don't just allow that shit in. I just don't allow it to sort of, I just like, you know what? If I feel it, if I if I want to, let, let's roll. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, you got to make the right decision. Your gut, your gut feeling is going to be right probably over 95% of the time. So why waste time? You yeah, know? It's, it's a hurdle that I'm still learning to get over, mate, is because uh, I have maybe two or three thoughts a day just – in my travels, whether it's at the gym, whether it's sitting in my office here, walking my dog, in the grocery store, whatever, and I'll see something or I'll see people interacting and I have these thoughts. It's like, oh, there's a principle I want to teach people, you know, and I think I'll do a quick video now in the shopping center and then I go, and I, and I struggle with a lot of um, social anxiety as a, as a young guy right up until my, my early 30s actually. Um, and so I... I'm still working on that every day. Like even doing this podcast has been my own little therapy project because, yeah. you know, I'm on Spotify and uh, it's like I see my podcast on Spotify. It's like, holy crap. And I and I press play. It's like, okay, that's really weird and I feel very uncomfortable about that. But yeah. I don't do those videos anywhere near as much as I could. Um, yeah. I don't like the word should because I think, uh I don't know. There's probably plenty of people that have shared stuff like that before, but you're absolutely right, mate. And one of the things that I have to remind myself is probably, well, the reality is nobody has shared a little lesson or an insight that's me. You know, it's my perspective, my story. It's my way of seeing it. And I know there's people out there that love my stuff. I mean, there's probably people out there that hate it as well, and that's fine. But, you know, it's like, what's to be lost by sharing it? Exactly right. There's everything to be gained and nothing to be lost. Yep, and that's and that's the, the, one of the things I had a lot of issues out about as well too. With now I'm, I'm I'm you know I don't want to just be known as the builder guy. I like talk a lot about now about other sort of stuff about you know business and 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 about the struggles and about family and and I always say to people I'm saying you know what I'm not 60 years old and I've gone through the life of living my family. I haven't got this massive huge hundred million plus dollar company. You know, I haven't, um, you know, I'm talking about mindset. I haven't done all that sort of stuff. But what I do have is my experience thus far. Whether I've only been experiencing it for a day or for an hour or for a minute or for a year, I've still had an experience. I've still learned something from that. You know, so I've still, so that's, that's my thought constantly because I'm every single day, I just love to talk and love to impact people. So my just thought process is, well, no, you have lived it. You have experienced it. You have essentially, quote unquote, experience in that field, whether it be 10 years, five years, two years, one year, mm. or even a day, you've had some sort of experience. Yeah. So yeah. that's and, my thought process. And it's worth sharing. And, and too many Definitely. of us get too hung up on getting things right or crafting a message. Or as you said before, Daniel, is you know being who you thought your customers wanted to see instead of just being you and the... The people who identify with that will will enjoy it. They'll uh, consume your content. They might even work with you. And the people who don't, they won't. And that's the point. 
you know, we're, exactly we're not everybody's cup of tea. Yep. You know, I mean, I, I think I think most people like me, but uh, I'm pretty sure <laughs> some that don't, mate. Which leads me to my next question. Do you have any haters or have you had any haters and how how do you deal with them? Yeah, I literally had to block one off my Facebook page. Might have been this week or late last week. Um, you know what it is like? I just try not to give them the energy. You know, I, I get to the point now where it just doesn't phase me that much anymore. Um, you know, depending on how it goes on the page, I'll get them off my page because I don't want that energy, that negative vibe on my page, on my post. Get it off there. I don't want your shit on there. Like, So if they're commenting on my pages and stuff like that, then I'll just be blocking and deleting because, you know, I've got a positive post and I've got a negative person coming on there trying to give stuff. Um, so I don't, just, I don't give it the attention. Behind the scenes, do I think about it? I do slightly. I mean, I may look at it and be like, you know, I, I – um, I almost feel sorry for the person. That's how I deal with it. I feel sorry for the person. For them to to be – what type of life are they really living to want to go give hate or want to go be negative on someone's post or comment or, or like what's wrong with them? Like, you know, so I almost have a, a sympathetic look towards them and be like, you know what, I feel sorry for them, you know. Yep. So I will click and go have a look at them and be like, oh, you know, you must be a very unhappy person if you're coming to try and troll me on my posts. Yeah, yeah, because so, it, it is it is one of the objections I hear from from tradies like, oh, I don't want to put stuff up because you know I'll get I'll get wankers uh, putting negative stuff up and I I don't want to have to deal with that stuff and so like, but they well, will they yeah. they definitely will and and they're gonna have to move past that if they want to forward themselves you know because no matter what you do there's always a new level that you're gonna get to that they're gonna think you know. They're going to think that's silly or that's stupid. There's always going to be a next level. Like I'm probably doing things now or talking about things now that I don't want to say or do because people may think it's, you know. So there's always going to be that. There's always going to be that. So, mate, uh, obviously social media, a big part of your, I guess, overall strategy. Um, yep. What's what's your uh, secrets to success in business, mate? You know, your seven secret herbs and spices. Yeah, I think one of the biggest ones is action. You know, we're, we're in an information-first world where information is so available to us. We almost have that much information available to us that all we ever do is consume information, consume how-tos, consume this, consume that. So for me, all that information doesn't mean shit if you don't actually go out and act on it. You have to act. You have to learn, then you have to fail. Then you have you have to learn from your own failures. And, and that, you know, I got to a point where I was that, you know, that content hungry man. All I wanted to do was listen and watch. And, and I literally, I got to the point where I was like, hang on a minute. What the hell am I doing? I stopped watching YouTube videos. I stopped, and I just went out and just freaking busted my ass for three months, you know, because all I did was spend so much time consuming it. And then I just got to a point and I just felt, hang on a minute. I know so much shit. Why aren't I doing it? Yep. So now I'm at a point where now I just literally, if I'm listening or watching or reading and something impacts me, I'm going to either act on it instantly or not consume any more of that content until I put something in place around that. So because I don't, I want to keep consuming more content, I'm just at action. I'm just at action. 
I read in the morning. My read time is at 4.35 to 4.50. It's my 15-minute read time. I need to action something. It's on my power list, and I'm actioning it that day. Nice. So what time do you get up, uh, get up in the morning, mate? I actually just brought it forward another five minutes the, uh, the other day. Sorry, 10 minutes. So now it's 4.15. Wow, man. I'll get up, and I've got a bit of a morning routine. I'll run you through my, my sort of morning routine. And the reason why I do it is because I've got two small kids. I have a four-month-old. I have a two-year-old, my wife. We're living at our in-laws now. So very busy. So if I don't find time for me, the time doesn't happen. Once you get home, things always happen at night, kids, family, dinners. I work late, seeing clients, all that sort of stuff. So I need to find my time in the morning. Yep. So my gym opens at 5 a.m., so I need to get there at 5 a.m. So I wake up at 4.15. Then from 4.15 to 4.35, that time period is for me to get out of bed. I get changed. I will grab my journal for the day, mm-hmm. and I will spend a few minutes journaling just about positive things that have happened yesterday, You know, grateful things about my family. I always try and do something simple. Uh, for an example, the other day we had no water at our gym. So the other day I was thankful that we have access to water you know, simple things. Then I will write down my five critical tasks for the day. In the front of my book, I've got my goals for the year. And you know what? Actually, I'll share them with you. Why not? Awesome, mate. Let's let's share the goals. Because this, this is at the front of my. This is the book, actually. Actually, you can see this because we are um, video chatting as we speak. So my book here, and I've got my goals written down at the front. Mm-hmm. Every day I look at my goals, and then I set five critical tasks to put me one step closer to my goals. Just one step, even if it's small. So I'll give you some examples in a minute. I'm going to run you through all my 2018 goals. 10 million in sales, number one. 1,000 YouTube subscribers. 10,000 followers on Instagram. Start a podcast. That's already done. TikTok. <laughs> nice, man. Write a book. I'm actually writing two. Start speaking. So I've already done a few speaking gigs. Um, this has got to do with business and work and also doing some MC stuff for weddings. Um, have two investment properties and get myself a sales assistant. So they're my main business goals. I have some personal ones as well too with relation to spend more time with my family, kids, and I want to get to 12% body fat. So <laughs> an example on some critical tasks, it, it's, it's just put yourself one step Closer. So, in relation to my 10 million sales, I might say, okay, um, book two lunches with a strategic partner. So, that might be one task. You know, um, for an example, um, when I was trying to start my podcast, I was just doing a few things. So, sorry, with the book. So, a critical task, I've even got it down there today. I've done it already. Spend 15 minutes on your book. Yeah. So, that's what my critical tasks are getting me one step closer small steps every day to your goals. Then it gets to 4.35 and that's my reading period. So I needed to dedicate time to read and I could only really find time in the, in the morning because every night I'd get home and read and I'd fall asleep. I'd literally hit one page and I'd get out. <laughs> or I'd read five pages and I'd be like, what the hell did I just yeah, read? Yeah, you got to go back and do it again. <laughs> yeah, so that's my 15-minute read period, 4.50. Um, we... Get ready for the gym, leave five to five at the gym by five. So that's my morning ritual. And I have um, preset alarms to trigger all those time points in the morning. 
Nice man. So, I'm I'm sharing this episode with. I literally had a session with one of my wingman clients before we jumped on, and and thank you for your uh, your time flexibility, Daniel, because we went a bit over time. But uh, you know, I was literally talking about scheduling their life to the wazoo, so they can actually then have the freedom outside of those productive bursts, yeah. and. You know, one of their values, that his his partner's values is flexibility and freedom. But the problem is, without having pre-scheduled things like that, they're not getting done. Because it's and you know what, when when I made that realization, it was it was a game changer. When did that happen for you, mate? When did that happen? Um, that was a lot of this year. That um, the book started this year. The book started in in about mid January. Um, and I've evolved, you know, so that's the thing, like we're only five months in and it's evolved, like what I do. And I've got so much done this year. Thanks to that. Thanks to writing. And I'm already thinking about next year's goals and how I want to go bigger and more specific. Cause now I have the right method behind, you know, the goals. It's one thing writing them down, but it's actually having a strategy behind them. So I'm always thinking about next year. I want to go bigger. I want to go more defined with my goals. Those goals were we're okay for the first crack, but I want to, you know. So that was this year, and even just my my um, waking up early has only been the past three months or so, you know. Because um, yeah. I'm I'm a big believer in just re like, assess, try, you know, change. Yeah. I tried to read at night for a month, it didn't work. I tried to read at work, you know. I said, you know what, I'm going to give myself a break during the day and just go read for 20 minutes. Didn't really work, you know. Yeah. So that's it. Took me time and failures you know they're not big failures like i'm talking about i failed reading at night okay what else can i try i'll try reading at work 15 minutes that failed so that's what i mean that's what i mean by failing and learning so that's just all and you finally hit that sweet spot yeah it's powerful i like mark manson's uh take on on that sort of failing forward idea um so mark manson for those that don't know wrote the book the subtle art of not giving a fudge and, uh, yeah, he talks about this idea of, of failing um, and, you know, people are so afraid of getting stuff wrong. And he's like, y- you're going to get shit wrong every day for the rest of your life. Matter of fact, you're going to get everything wrong because it's actually this progression and constant iterations of getting it a little less wrong each time. And that's what moves us towards this sort of pursuit of excellence is just looking to get it a little less wrong. You know, it's not that you're, um, you failed at reading at night. It's like, well, I just want to get my reading time a little less wrong. So I'll try it in the mornings or I'll try it at lunchtime or I'll try it in three-hour blocks on Sunday afternoons or, yep. you know, or maybe I'll stop reading and go to seminars instead, which is something I used to do a bit of was, it's like, you know what, I was just, I never made reading a book enough of a priority. So I'd pay two and a half grand to go to a three-day weekend seminar, get locked in a room and do that whole like, well, I'm here now and I've paid two and a half grand. I'm going to get my friggin' monies out of this. So, you know, it's just finding yep, ways right. that work for the individual. Yep. Cool, man. Exactly. So, so uh, I'll, I'll talk about the podcast in a second, mate. Um, yep. Where to from here? Like you've talked a bit about, you know, bigger goals, but what's uh, what's the the future for Simone Holmes, mate, and, and for you as well? So for Simone Holmes, definitely want to take the company national. Um, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the, the 
and that may be prob- could be in a franchise model, may not be, not sure exactly just yet, but um, that's the big goals for that. Um, but we still, you know, a long way away. Um, but me as well too, I, I want to be able to help. I want to, you know, help mentor other builders if I can. You know, I know what things have done for me and mentors that I have. I want, and, and, you know, in that sort of space, I definitely see myself helping, you know. Um, I definitely want to help people because I, I know that people have helped me and I know that by me saying something or guiding them, I can definitely impact people and help them. So, um, and definitely also to want to, want to, you know, do not just be building. I want to do other sort of stuff. I want to be able to help people through life and, you know, I want to do speaking. I really love to be around people. So I can definitely see myself speaking and doing a lot more in that sort of space as well too. So, yeah. Yeah, nice, man. Um, so talk about podcast, mate. Uh, obviously podcast. you heard me and thought, geez, I want to sound uh, like was. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's the most up myself thing I've said all all uh, year, I think. But uh, oh, everyone, I'm at myself as well too. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken me forty odd years to work on that level of self belief, mate. Uh, why a podcast, and um, and what's this actually going to do for you, mate? So the podcast for me was my first. It's my first sort of uh, things away from building, you know, all my, my YouTube channel, all my videos, most of the stuff I do is purely building focused, purely sort of, you know, pre-building, after building, all that journey, real business sort of, you know, helping that sort of stuff. And, and you know, I am very passionate about other things in life. You know, I'm very passionate about uh, mindset, going through the anxieties and things that I went through about a year or so ago. I'm very passionate about, you know, the mindset it takes to, to build things. So, I struggled a bit with the, the title because I didn't want it to be specifically just the building show, but I wanted to be able to incorporate it if I wanted to. And it literally took me about three months, and all of a sudden, it just hit me. You know, The Build. That's what it's called. So the title of the podcast is called The Build. And the subtitles are Building a Family, Building a Mindset, Building a Business, and Building Homes. So it's pretty much the journey. It's a pretty much about my journey of building a family um, the journey of understanding the mindset, trial and testing. What have I learned from different experiences through my life? Um, building a business, it's definitely what I'm doing now. So my failures, what I've learned, things that I, you know, come across. And, of course, building homes. So that's what the podcast is, is sort of about. It's about the journey. You know, I want people to understand that it's definitely not me, you know, saying that this is what you should do, but I'm saying this is what I've done. And maybe you want to try that to see how it works for you. So that's my first thing, and it means for me my first sort of thing that's just away from building. So that's why I'm, I'm actually uh, really loving that at the moment. And, um, yeah, so it's good cool. fun. And it's uh, it's live as we speak, mate? It is definitely live. It's on uh, um, Apple. Yep. On iTunes, sorry. It's on iTunes, and it's on Anchor. Cool, man. The cool. two places out at the moment, and I'm just trying to – build from there so for me it was just about starting get it started get it up get it going yep. so yeah the build nice man you will definitely listeners go check it out it's called the build uh search for it on itunes or what was that other weird place you mentioned uh, anchor is that some crazy android thing or something is it it is an android one it's, <laughs> it's um 
There's a couple of other ones. I'm still trying to get them on other plat- other avenues, but I'm trying to get it on my website soon too. But, yeah, yeah. you know, it just goes back to sort of waiting. Like I was there like, okay, I've got to make sure I've got it on my website. I've got to make sure I've got it on Spotify. I've got to make sure I've got it on SoundCloud. I've got to make sure I've got everyone's got I'm like, you know what, hang Dan, stop. Get it out there. Just start. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just get it done. And and it's a bit of – I love one of the principles that uh, I was taught over the years of uh, just this 80-20 rule, um, which is very old, um, but also – and I think it's I think it's Tim Ferriss talks about MVP, minimum viable product. Um, actually, it might not be him. It's probably uh, Chris Ducker or someone like that. But anyway, one, one of those uh, people smarter than me. And so I love that idea of a minimum viable product. You know, I've, I've launched – um, my whole tradie wingman thing was done uh, with a mad deadline that was just way short and I wasn't ready and it still worked. And it's done. You know, it's out there now and it's going gangbusters and I'm sort of onto the next big idea and, and I've even had another idea here just talking to you, mate, and I'll uh, I'll chat to you offline about that. But uh, I love it. yeah, just, just collaborating with people to, to, like you say, make an impact. So, mate, well done on yeah, starting. Thanks. What you just said was that's what I made my first episode about. It's, you know, titled When is the Right Time to Start, you know, and, and you know, I just go back to it, just a quick story. Um, a friend of mine were, they were pro- prolonging um, having a kid because, you know, career-wise, you know, I need to finish this degree or I'm just starting a new business. I'm just, you know, doing all that and I, I began to tell him that it was never the right time to start and actually we didn't sort of touch on this so if you give me just a few minutes I can touch back onto my early stage journey when we started so you know when we started and founded Simone Homes I was still working with my dad's other company this was back in end of 15 so end of 15 I quit with my dad and started full-time with Simone Homes and no wage we don't have any money to pay us. Start at 16. Can't pay in the business. So this was 16, January 16. We started back here after Christmas. Would have been, you know, around the 10th or the 12th, January 2016. Bang, no wages. My first child born 27th of January, three weeks later. <laughs> so here I am now, wife's on maternity leave, no income, baby's born. That was definitely not the right time, you know? Yeah. Same story, fast forward with my second child, you know, we're now into the business a bit more. We sold the house, you know, we wanted to do things with the business, the business, we we're going through a lot of things with the business. So we sold the house, we went all in on the business. Then I had my second child and I'm like, well, it's never the right time. Yeah. You continuously wait and wait and wait and wait, waiting for what? You're waiting for your life to go by. So, you know, all I would say is if you guys are listening and you're waiting to start something, start it. Don't yeah. wait because before you know it, life is very short. You know, anything can happen. I just say start now. Yep. And and that's the thing, mate, we talked about it earlier is we can always justify not doing something. I can always justify not doing uh, an Instagram live video or sending an email campaign out or asking the pretty girl out, whatever it is. It's like just suck it up and do it. You know, because yep. they can always say yes. That's right. I, I don't get a chance to ask the pretty girl out anymore because guess what? I'm married to one. <laughs> now I actually hope she is listening. Very good <laughs> answer, mate. Very good answer. And I know my fiance is uh, in the other room, uh, so I can say the same thing. You know, I I actually asked the pretty girl out, and uh, and I'm getting married to her. So good stuff. 
Mate, I know you uh, you have somewhere else to be this afternoon, so I'll ask you the one question I do like to ask all of my guests, and that is if you had a 1,000 tradies in a room, which I suspect won't be that far down the track, mate, based on what you've been talking about, but if you had a 1,000 tradies in a room, what's what's one piece of advice you would love to leave them with? Oh, to all the tradies, one piece of advice. You know what, I think it's it's... They can become great business people. You know, um, I think a lot of, you know, they all focus on, on they all, I guarantee you all these thousand tradies are all great tradies, but they should be able to back themselves that they have the ability to become a business people, that they're not just a tradie. They're not just a dumb tradie. They're, they're so much more than that. And they need to know that they can. You know, they have the abilities and skills and they're great with their hands. But if they put that same ambition and skill into their business, they'll become just as good business people as they were tradies. So that's what I would say to them, definitely. Great advice, mate. Now, give us all your social handles and where to go and stalk you and find out more about Daniel Simone and Simone Holmes. So it's pretty simple. So my personal stuff is uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Snapchat. Is all Dan Sim four one two. That's D A N S I M four one two. And then um, the website you can check it out as well too. DanielSimone.com. The Build Podcast. And with Simone Holmes, same thing. Simone Holmes Facebook, Instagram, the website SimoneHolmes.com. So very easy stuff to get to. Awesome stuff, mate. Well, thank you very much for your time this afternoon, buddy. It's been great to have you on the show. And uh, I don't currently record video on my podcast, but I'm definitely thinking that I need to start doing that and shove it up onto YouTube. So uh, you've given me a bit of a, a poke in the ribs on that one, mate. And uh, Hang on a minute before we go. Yeah, yeah. I need you to make a promise to the podcasting world that your next interview you're going to record. <laughs> video. I'm going to put the challenge out there now because I know you challenge a lot of people. So the challenge is now set to you to just record it. And you know what? Even if it's just via your phone. Yeah, yeah. Boom. Righto, mate. I'm up for the challenge. The next the next episode may not be released for three months, but hey, you didn't say anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got another guest booked, so uh, you're on, mate. You're on. I love it. Awesome. All right, man. We'll uh, let you go do what you have to do this afternoon, mate. Thank you again for your time. Been great chatting to you. And uh, no doubt, Tradies Business Show listeners, you'll uh, see more from this man, The Build Podcast. Go check it out and uh, find him on all those social channels. I'll put all the links in the show notes to this episode. Cheers, Thank buddy. you very much. Thanks, guys. Cheers, brother. See ya. Well, there you go. First time a guest has put a challenge out to me like that. I'm uh, I'm going to head off and start doing my homework on how to YouTube my podcasts. I know it's something that I should have been doing for a long time. So thanks, Dan, for the kick in the guts, mate. You will pay for this, mate. Um, but by all means, go check that bloke out, Daniel Simone, doing some pretty cool stuff. Got some big goals. I have uh, every confidence that he's going to uh, knock those out of the park. DanielSimone.com, SimoneHolmes.com, and, uh, yeah, as he said, uh, all of his social handles there. I'll put all those in the show notes. And until next episode, as always, hooroo. You've been listening to The Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell. Want to get off the tools and into true business ownership? 
Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.